0: You're now tuned in to Life Song Radio, a weekly podcast dedicated to accurately studying the Word of God in a comprehensive and biblical manner. Listen in as hosts Phil Ramsey and Blake Shankle dig into the Word line by line. Verse by verse, leaving no stone unturned. Grab your Bible and your notebook and get prepared to study the living, breathing, active Word of God. Now, here are your hosts of Life Song Radio.
1: Hello and welcome to another episode of Life Song Radio. My name is Blake Shankel, along with me my co-host, Phil Ramsey. Yeah. I thought you forgot my name there for I the just thing. about you kinda, did. You kinda Yep, stuttered. Yeah. Anyway. I thought you was Jimmy Hicks. <laughs> that, that beard you got going yeah, on. I I'm gonna locking. let her go
0: just a little bit more, but it, it's real gray. Yeah. So I don't know that I'm already an old cat. You no, look old. like an
1: old dog. Do it really? You old do. scrackly dog. Yeah, just with a gray in it. No. Yeah. But anyway, it, it happens though.
0: Yeah, it's life. What Praise
1: are you? Fifty two. Fifty two. Good. Yeah. Good. I was actually going under. I was thinking you ain't gonna say fifty five. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you thought. Oh <laughs> yes. Man, it's good to be here. Phil, just being able to study the Word of God, just glad our listeners, our, those who are listening via podcast, those mm-hmm. who are listening or watching via TV, so thankful yeah. to be on TV and uh, in the Memphis area and via YouTube, I mean, all over the place, so we're yeah. thankful for that. Thank you for doing all the work. Phil does all the editing. He does... Uh, just putting it all together, and thankful for what he does. But you know, thankful that you guys are back with us today for another episode of Life Song Radio. We're in the Book of Romans, yeah. chapter twelve, and man, <clears throat> this has been hard hitting for me. Right upside the forehead is, you know, I've, I was try to, I always try to title some things. You know, what is you know, what is this section titled? I would say, behave like a Christian. is kind of the way I was, you yeah. know. Um, kind of leaning toward, but this is, man, this is some practical stuff here. Yeah.
0: Um, well, we, tr- we started last week, and we about a little past halfway through the show, we actually got to the verse that we were going right. to get into. So what we're going to do is we're going to go back and review a little bit. We're in Romans chapter 12, verse 9, and like Blake said, this is this is living it out, You know, the first 11, uh, first 11 chapters of Romans, you you got all this, uh, this doctrine, the salvation. And then and then now we're getting to the part to where where the rubber meets the road. Yeah. How to live this out. And so uh, you the things that's gotten me is uh, I can't get over this word love, man, (laughs) and hate. But I guess in my life, I'm looking at application in my life and seeing where I have fallen short of of doing what it's uh, it's commanding us to do, and so that's how it's kind of got me.
1: You know, the the Christian way of living is uh, is to be a, a complete way of living. We don't we. Uh, what I mean by that is our lifestyle as Christians is literally there's parameters drawn around it. Yeah, there's not a. Just because we have grace doesn't mean we live our lives any way we want to live. That uh, there are there are great parameters set upon a believer's life. Uh, not too long ago, I preached a sermon out of Matthew chapter seven, and it was Jesus commanded. He says you are to enter via the narrow gate hmm. and that narrow gate and as, as i talked about it you know read it and 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 studied it this you know it was we our lives are are to be squeezed right and once we enter that narrow gate we walk this narrow path and and that's that's a christian life is it's a it's it's narrow it's it's very defined and it, it doesn't have any latitude at all in one sense but yet there's great freedom in another wouldn't you say that absolutely i, I mean if you look
0: at this you could almost say this is the the New Testament law, but yeah. but we're free to now obey the law. We're freer than we've ever been before. Now that we're in Christ, and you know Ephesians two ten, we've been created what unto good works that God had ordained that we should walk in them. That's what Ephesians two. 10 says so we have been created to live out
1: what we're going to be talking about today right and and what we're talking about and we we talked a little bit about this last week but phil and i were talking this week and we really thought it was important that we go back because we didn't want to skim over this because what paul's putting into place here via the holy spirit as the holy spirit lays upon paul's heart is these principles for living the christian life and and we see here really three principles Right off the bat, in just in one verse, there's three principles that we can apply directly to our lives and that we need to be uh, not only are they principles but they're commands. Well
0: there's three in the first verse and there's thirty between nine and uh what what was it go down to the little section there, nine to thirteen or
1: Yeah. There's yeah. thirty. That's, thirty
0: commands mm-hmm. that we're free to obey. But but God commands us to do this.
1: He does. So, and that's what we see. Getting when you get into the Greek, that's what I was trying to teach some of my those, those I disciple on, on a weekly basis. Is is without. Without going back to the Greek and understand the tense, mm-hmm. you don't have to be a Greek scholar to know this, but just just simple Bible app. You yeah. know, just very simple, just boom. Okay, is it in the imperative mood or you know, or is it in the aorist tense? You know, we can go back and we can understand what Paul's saying here. The Greek language is so great because how it does and puts it in these moods and these tenses and these and these active or passive. And so we see here Paul gives us these imperatives here, really, you know, these commands in which we are to obey. As Christians, we're not to let this sweep this up under the rug. And the first thing he says, let me, let me just read the scripture. Uh, verse 9 of chapter 12, Paul says, Let love be without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil, cling to what is good. I'm going to keep going. Be devoted to one another in brotherly love. Give preference to one another in honor, not lagging behind in diligence, fervent in spirit, serving the Lord, rejoicing in hope, pers- persevering in tribulation. Devoted to prayer, contributing to, to the needs of the saints, practicing hospitality.
0: You said something neat there. You're talking about the Greek language. Yeah. The English language is a lot different than the Greek language. Greek is uh, when we talk about love. Uh, Blake, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to assume you love your wife, right? Absolutely. Do you love to duck hunt? L- uh, yes. You love your wife and you love to duck hunt. Yes. Do you love food? No, you don't I'm not a are you even a Christian? I know uh, <laughs> I, then, <laughs> but we, ha- we have one word. I love food. Okay, I'll yeah, take well, that I can do it. No, <laughs> uh, you know, so we have one word to describe all these different all you know love, love my wife, love sure. pizza, love my dog, love this, love that. yeah but in the Greek language it's it's not that. Just with the uh, and it says here in the, ver- the first verse you read, it says, let love be genuine. And this is, uh, in the Greek language, there's four different words for love. This specific word is agape, mm. but one of the words is uh, uh, eros, which is erotic. It's more of a sexual love. That means to grasp self-satisfaction. You know, when uh, when I was a young buck years ago, you know, you would say, you see this girl that you like, and, and you talk to her maybe for, you know, 30 seconds. You know what you say? I love her. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you don't. No, <laughs> you're in this eros category. Right. This that's not love. Is agape? Love is a lot different. than you have, and we're going to hit a couple of these other words in, the, in this text too. Philia is a, is a brotherly love. Right. It's like a, a, an affection for a friend. And then you have storge. This is a family love, like a a parent loving a child, a child loving a parent, loving an uncle. It's kind of a family love. But the word here in twelve nine is the word agape. Mm. Agape is a love that's the act of the will, and emotion has nothing to do with it. You're not, you don't love because people are lovely. This is a, this is a choice. This is an act of the will. It's, uh, it's not. It's opposite than, let's say, eros, which is self-satisfaction. This love is always giving. You know, it's not taking. It's always giving and sacrificing. So, well, that's it. And and just to say this, this is the first time we've seen this word before. From Paul, and but they, this is where God is expressing His love towards us. Yeah. Now it switches. God loves us agape. Now, Phil, you have to love them agape. I'm like, wow.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's that's what we talked about a little bit last week. We kind of honed on and honed in on this. Is the only way you can love like this is to be born again. Absolutely, because we we talked about Romans five. Jesus loved us, yet while we had nothing in us. That was lovable, and that's the same love he's talking about. Is hey, you as the Christian, think about think about your your uh, your brothers and sisters in Christ, and he's speaking to the brothers and and at Rome, and in in context here the the Christian family, right? The the your your local church family, but also worldwide family as well. But we're talking about those. We need to be loving one another, and this is an agape love, even. Even when we at times we may be detestable to others as well, yeah. you know there's times where we just get up under people's skins, but yet we continue to love and that's that's the command is to do this this love it's really it's it's really the first step in in being a Christian uh, you know following you know our 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 conversion is, is that we need to this shows us that uh, that we've been saved yeah is that we love the brothers and sisters in Christ.
0: Yeah, that verse you're talking about is John 13, 34. A new commandment I give you that you, this is how
1: people know.
0: Mm. You know, there's a difference. A new commandment I give you that you love one another just as I have loved you. There's right. that agape, yeah. right? Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, by what? By this love for one another, uh, by this, all people will know that you are my disciples, which means follower, if you have love for one another. Okay so but, well so what I, if you don't I, have so, well I'm, I'm always go the opposite what, they'll know by this but what
1: if they what if you don't do that mm-hmm. then that's you're not showing that you're a disciple of Christ right and and so that goes exactly what Christ said is is what are the two greatest commandments is is first that you love God with all your heart soul and mind guess what there there we have that Well, of course that has to come first but all the right. next is is you love your neighbor mm. right just like you love yourself we're to, we're to love one another and and but we do it when when our, neighbor, our our brother and and sister are unlovely right this agape love it, it, our, our emotions are out like you said but this is a this is the the same type of love that Christ had for us the sacrificial love that we have and 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 here's what he says. He says, "Let it be without hypocrisy." Hmm. So what he's saying is is that Phil, the, the first step is our, our love needs to be genuine. It, it has to be without hypocrisy. We went over that word a little bit last week, but there, there really is nothing in the world of sin any worse than hypocrisy. Uh, that the greatest sinner who ever lived was the greatest, uh, uh, the greatest sinner who ever lived was because of his profound depth of hypocrisy. That that his he was characterized by this profound by his hypocrisy and it was Judas, but- isn't, it, isn't it? Something.
0: One of the twelve disciples, yeah. one of them that God chose to walk with Him, is is the the, the most the the perfect picture of the ultimate hypocrisy. Yeah. Uh, because, you know, he turned Jesus over, which is all God's plan, by the way. His choice and God's plan, they work together. But he turned Christ over and they arrested Christ and ended up crucifying Christ. But it, how did he do that? How did he turn him over? How, what What? What act did Judas do to, to let the guards know? I got it right here. <laughs> it says... Uh, uh, it's Matthew 6, I mean, twenty six forty seven. While he was still speaking, Judas came, one of the 12, and with him a great crowd with swords and clubs from the chief priests and the elders of the people. Now, the betrayer had given them a sign. Here's a sign. This is what Judas do. The one I kiss is the man, and then seize him. Mm-hmm. So Judas betrays Christ with a kiss. What kind of friend is
1: that? Well, it's showing if love on the on the outside, but yet yeah. hating him on the inside. It was yeah. I mean, if someone was full of hypocrisy, it was Judas, right? But we don't. But as as sinners, as as those who are lost outside of Christ, we don't fall too far from that. Yeah. We do that. We do that all the time. False religion does that all the time, right? Showing that there's this there's this uh, love for God, but yet in the, in the meantime hating him. Right Doing things that are against his will and against his word, uh, we do this as how can we say that here's, a, here's, a, here's an example. How can we say that we love God? Uh, but yet we don't fello- and we don't fellowship with the saints on Sundays. Or, or maybe we do Sundays, right? Maybe we do fellowship with the saints, but yet, but yet that's where it ends, yeah. on Sundays. But yet, and we, now we go out and we, our, we take God's name in vain. We profane the name of, of God and Jesus, and yet throughout the whole week, that, that's hypocr- hypocritical love, if you will. And everybody, like we talked about last week, was everybody says, man, I, man the, I, the church is so full of hypocrites. There, that is a problem. And we have to be very careful. We live in glass houses. We need to be very careful. And and we our love needs to be genuine. It does not need to be hypocritical. Yeah. And that's what Paul's saying, to, to refrain from that so that people can't say, you Christians are hypocritical. Yeah. And this is one of the verses that got me. No, I'm not saying. No, (laughs) we we
0: we, it's a daily struggle. We do we do exactly what this. So we need we need love unconditionally, self sacrificing. We need to be genuine. We don't need to uh, we don't need to act. It's got it's got. But you know, what do you do? Think about this. There there's somebody. There's your enemy, right? You're to love. You're to love. Well, let's just say this. You have a brother in Christ. Yeah, and he really really did something wrong to you you
1: are to genuinely love him i think can you do that can i genuinely i'm gonna fail yeah but 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 i can yeah that's yeah blank is probably (laughs) going i'm gonna fail but do i have the power in which to do that absolutely because i have the spirit living within me yeah outside of christ i don't right Inside of Christ, it's there. God does not give us a command that he he will not fulfill within our lives. He doesn't give us the power to fulfill, but it's by the Holy Spirit in which we do this. This is spirit living, if you will. But yet, man, we need to be in tune with the Word of God. We need to be in prayer, right? We need to. This is where sin should not dwell within our lives, and hypocrisy is just at the top of that of that scent, that heap of sins, right? It's distasteful. It's ugly. John Murray says this. He says about hypocritical love: if love is the sum of virtue, and hypocrisy is the epitome of vice, what a contradiction to bring the two together, right? Christians, we're commanded to live a pure. A true, genuine life. And first John, I should have read this earlier. Let me I want to read this real quick, but first John chapter three, verse fourteen says, We know that we have passed out of death into life, right? Our, our eternal we've we've passed into eternal life because we love mm-hmm. the brethren. It kind of goes with what we were talking about earlier. We love the brethren. Do you want to know how you've been saved in, in eternal life? You love the brethren. Do you love your do you love the people you serve with in church? Do you love them genuinely? That, that's a test of your salvation. Yeah. But but look what he says. He goes on. He who does not love abides in death. And then verse 18, he goes on. He says, little children, let us not love with word or with tongue. Hey, do we do that? Do we do that? Do we just love? Do we say that we love with word or tongue? He says, don't do it. But in deed and truth. So where does our love? How does hypocritical love get out of the way? Our love has feet. Our love. Has hands. It has actions. We put that love into say, into practice. Um, that's what he's talking about, right? Our genuine love, our fervent love, is is that it, we don't just talk about it. We don't just say, "Yeah, I love you." No, we do things for our brothers and sisters in Christ. It, it manifests itself in some sentimentalism. It doesn't do that, uh, but it manifests itself in deeds of kindness, deeds of caring, the meeting the needs of others, supporting others. Uh, True love stage never. True love leaves the stage and it walks the path of real life. Doctor Barnhouse says.
0: So what you're saying is love is a verb. It's ultimately
1: yeah. It, there's action there. Yeah,
0: Matthew Henry said this talking about hypocrisy. Hypocrisy is to do the devil's work in God's uniform. To do the devil's work wow. in God's wow, uniform. Wow, that's big. So yeah, we are to love, and you think about the Corinthian church. You know we just came out of we just came out of spiritual gifts you know use your gift, use your gift well, guess right. what Corinthian church they used their gifts they sure did <laughs> and they but but they were missing something and, and let me just read yeah, that I guys, think dude, it's so I think text. it's so important yes, because they had gifts they were used. them there was some abuse right but it says, let me see if I can find it here uh though I speak with the tongues of men and angels and have not love, I have become a sounding bronze or a tinkling cymbal. And though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and though I have and have all faith, so that I could remo- remove mountains, and have not love, I am nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, and I have not love, it it profits me nothing. So everything, everything without
1: love equals nothing. You could have all those great gifts, and you don't have love; it doesn't matter. Wow. isn't that crazy? No, it is, no, it, it is crazy, but yet it's it's. It's profound. It is. It's simple, though. This these commands that we're going through. There's nothing. There's nothing that is, you know, that's just mind blowing, though. Really, you know, he says, "Let love without be without hypocrisy." That's pretty simple stuff. These are simple things, yeah. but yet, but yet we fail at them all the time. This is something we need to be in prayer for, yeah. right? This is this feels our primary duty as Christians is to love and, and to live a life of. Unhypocritical, honest, legitimate, genuine love for the brethren.
0: Yes, and that brings us to the second half of the verse. You notice how sometimes we quote verses and we leave the second part of the verse off and, and we take that first part and we build doctrines and theologies and life, you know, yep. life things. And if we just add the other part of the verse, we couldn't do what we just did. So, what's the other part of the verse? It says, let your love be genuine, hate love, but let it be genuine. Abhor what is evil, hold fast to what is good. Abhor is a is a is a man, you know what it ultimately means it means to hate mm-hmm. very strongly.
1: It's even stronger than the word hate, yeah, absolutely, so
0: we are to love, but if we truly love, what do we do? We also hate evil, right, and we talked about what evil is last week. But, uh, you know, our problem, I think, today in today's church is we talk about it's not intolerance is our issue. It's tolerance is our issue. We tolerate evil or sin, and we call it love. You know, come to our church. We are accepting, you know, and that's good. We are accepting and, and we should do that. Right. But we don't accept the disease or the sin that is destroying you. So. I, so if you if you came to a fellowship or you're in a fellowship and we don't deal with the, the evil, if you have evil or sin in your life and to not hate that and to
1: deal with that, yeah. that's not love at all. That's right. You know? That's right. Well that's that's exactly right. Was because we love others, we hate the evil that is within their lives. This is this is a doctrine, Phil, that doesn't this this gets swept swept under the rug a lot of times it's so easy just to, you're exactly right is to talk about love right we we have books on the love of god we have mm-hmm. books on loving others and it's it's first but yet this abhorring what is evil is is we lose that a lot of times is is that that god abhors what is evil god actually hates that which is sinful proverbs i mean what you, you we said it earlier is is we talked about what evil is well what is evil Right? We're not, We what is evil? Well, it is that that goes against the word of God. In fact, Proverbs 6 gives us pretty good insight as to what the Lord hates. Yeah. He hates pride, he hates lies, murders. Murderers, wicked schemes of any kind, immoral deeds, feet that run eagerly to the evil they plot, those who speak falsely, and those who create discord, disunity, riots, and trouble. Hmm, that's interesting. God also, we're talking about this today in our text messages, in Isaiah chapter 1, talks about uh, Isaiah, he goes through the uh, how what he abhors, and that is false religion. Mm-hmm. God abhors these things. So because God abhors these things, or God hates these things, guess what? We should too right? We should, we should hate these things. We should not, uh, we don't love these things, and because, and if we see our brothers slipping off into this, or our sisters slipping off into these things, guess what? Jesus gives us, the Bible gives us uh, a way in which we are to go to that brother mm-hmm. and sister. We go to them one-on-one. If that doesn't work, and they're still in that sin, guess what? Now we bring some other brothers and sisters into that, and, and, and we try to rent them that way. If not, then we, then we go through church discipline process, the excommunication. All this is because not because the church hates them, it's because we hate the sin that's in the brother's life or the sister's life. But yet, it's because we love them,
0: and also recognizing that that the next day you could be the person. Absolutely. So if, you could be the very person that falls into the sin, and if I love you like I'm supposed to, I go to you, and you know, by, God's coming for a what a spotless bride. Yeah. Did you know this? Have you ever made bread? By the way, you you're a pretty good cook, right? I would well yeah. I'm pretty
1: good at hamburger <laughs> helper.
0: <laughs> but you know a little leaven will filtrate through the whole yep. loaf of bread. Yep. And, and and just so leaven is sin. So when you allow sin in the church which we're all again first john we're all sinners if we say we have no sin we are a liar and truth's not in us but we here's the deal we deal with the sin we deal with the leaven we deal with the, any evil that's in our life because we love people that's right and we understand how devastating and destroying sin not only will affect you but but my my, my sin affects me but it also affects you yes and everybody around me and so that's why we have to abhor the evil and sin Absolutely. In, in, in our lives.
1: And we do that because God first does that as well. Absolutely. He, he hates sin, and, and his word says it. You know, you know, know, and, and this is what we do with brothers and sisters. We abhor this evil in others' lives. Jude says we snatch them from the flames. Now, be careful, because you could— you remember You're that verse? burned as what? Well? What verse is that? It's in Jude. Yeah, well, it's yeah, only, only one, one chapter. Yeah, exactly. I think it's ch- verse six or if something If I go look like for chapter three, it's not
0: going to be it's, there. No.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, but but we, here's the thing. Anyone wanting to live the Christian life is, is that we, first, that we must love, but then we also must hate what is evil as yeah. well. Right. That's the other side of the coin, is that we're to hate what's evil. Constantly loving is what Paul says. This is in the imperative active mood, right, in present tense. We're constantly loving, but we're also constantly hating as well, right? And we're not hating the other person. We never do that. But we hate what that person, that sin that is in that person's life, right? And and it's no one is truly obedient to this command who only fears the consequence of evil. Right. It's not because we fear the consequence of evil. It's because that we're obedient to this command. No, in fact is is because what God's done in our lives is why we want to to rid ourselves of sin, right? Is we've been made holy. We've been made pure by the bride of Christ. We've been clothed in righteousness. But yet because of that, because of the grace that God has showed us, now we want to abide in his commands and we want to live that life. We want to try to be holy. We want to obtain that holiness. We know yeah. we're not going to do it upon this life. But yet for us to wash away sin and say, ah, it's just a you know, just a flaw and all no, it's a sin against a holy God. And we are to purge that from our ourselves, right? So but we we you know, the, need to move. Love, on.
0: Yeah, love, love, be genuine without hypocrisy. Abhor what is evil. There's we've got two two commands already. and We're not through with the verse. Yeah. And now here's the deal: hold fast to what is good. Yeah. So hate evil, but hold fast to what is good. Philippians four eight says: Finally, brothers, mm-hmm. whatever is true, yes. whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, what, whatever is commendable, if there is any excellence, if there is any if there is anything worthy of praise think about these things. So there's several things right there alone. That doesn't mean that doesn't mean we're uh, we're not going to waver. You know, we're we're to cling, we're to cling what is good. Same word it, uh, is used when you married your wife. Mm-hmm. We're to to leave our our mother and father and and cleave, glue yourself yeah. to your wife. Yeah. This is to never be broken. That's it. We are to glue ourselves to what is good. But you know, like I said, it's. We will waver if you just read Romans chapter 7. You'll see Paul struggling with that. He says, he man, sure I, 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 I'm supposed to do this. I'm not doing this. And the things I'm supposed to do, I'm not doing. And he just goes back and forth. But Absolutely. here's the deal. He struggles. Yep.
1: There's the mark. He struggles. And one day we, we persevere. And one day we will be in our glorified bodies. But until then, we persevere, right? Here's what he's saying. There's three commands here. Love, genuinely. Abhor what is evil. And guess what? Let us cling to what is good today, Christian. That's it. That's the command. That's what we do, right? So so look, come back with us next week. We're going to continue on. We're going to move past this. We're going to look at verse 10. We hope to see you next week for another episode of Life Song Radio.
0: You've been listening to Lifesong Radio. You can follow us on Facebook and YouTube. And if you want to continue to study throughout the week, check out the resources available on our website at lifesongradio.com. See you next week for another episode of Lifesong Radio.